Hi guys, welcome back to the Balanced and Empowered Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you guys are all having a great freaking week. So this episode, I, I'm trying not to say I'm excited about this episode because I know I literally say that every single week, <laughs> but I'm just always so hyped about these topics. But this topic is actually something I recently made a post about on Instagram and I got a lot of great feedback. I saw a lot of saves like where people saved it. So I thought it'd be a really good idea to do a podcast episode on this. That way I can get, go into more detail, um, give you guys more information about things that I'm talking about here. And also with Instagram captions, like we're only, like we're limited so much space. Like we can only have so many characters. And most time if an Instagram caption is really long, we're not reading the whole thing, but the good old human attention spans. <laughs> so a podcast episode will be, I figured would be a great um way to just dig into this topic and help you guys with this. So I wanted to talk about just the essential exercises for building toned, strong glutes. Obviously we're all, you know, most people are wanting to build a, build a booty. Um, so I want to talk about the types of exercises that are essential for, for hitting these, for reaching this goal and building strong toned glutes. So let's freaking dive in. <laughs> So like I said, I'm going to like name each type of exercise and also examples of them that because there's different variations of the different types of exercises that are essential. And you just want to make sure that you're getting these in every single week. Now, I will also touch on this as well, that sometimes previous injuries, such as like knee injuries or back injuries or whatever it may be, can sometimes limit us on what we're doing. So this is just like in general, in terms of, you know, assuming there's no knee issues, there's no back issues. Now, please always feel free to message me if like you have bad knees or there's an exercise that just doesn't feel right and I'm happy to help you. So anyway, diving in, let's dive into the first and one of the most important are hip thrust. So hip thrusts are amazing because it's, it's a very glute dominant exercise. When it's done properly, the glute is what is, is pushing up and holding the weight. So as far as hip thrusts, there's different variations here. I'm going to also give you guys my preferred that I prefer um, for each one as well. So there's different variations of hip thrust. There's barbell. So again, with the big bars, there's dumbbell. You can hold a dumbbell on your lap. Um, there's machine hip thrust. So the one that I prefer is barbell hip thrust um, because obviously like you can go up so much higher in weight. You, you aren't capped so easily on weight versus like dumbbells because dumbbells can get tricky because as you get stronger, they're hard to lift and put on your lap. <laughs> But a barbell is a lot easier to set up. But also, you know, machine hip thrusts are great as well, especially if you're newer to hip thrust, starting with like body weight, dumbbell, moving to machine, then going into barbell um, is great. So like I said, those are all great variations. Really, really important. Making sure with hip thrust too, that we're not just thrusting the weight up. You, you, you guys are probably seeing this online and I see it so often and I'm like, oh, like we don't want to do this. It's like with hip thrust, it, it's so easy to push a lot of weight up without really feeling the movement because there's a lot of momentum you're, you're pushing from your heels from the ground. So we want to think of controlling the movement. We don't need to load as much weight as we can on and just barely thrust it. or We're not really feeling anything like, yeah, that's, that's cool. We can thrust that much weight, but it's not really like, you're not really firing through the glutes and you're not getting the most out of movement as you said. So making sure to of course, increase weight and get stronger at these but also remembering that you want to be able to control the weight and feel it in your glutes. If you don't feel it in your glutes, mess with your foot placement, um, you know, maybe go down in weight. It, there's never anything wrong with having to go down in weight if you feel it better in the body part you're trying to target. 
So I hope that explains hip thrust. Like I said, dumbbell, barbell, machine, all great variations. <clears throat> the next are your knee dominant exercises. So things such as squats, lunges, split squats, step ups. Now, squats are so important. I think any type of squat, again, as long as your knees and back can handle them, um, is really important in just lower body development because it's a compound movement. So, and you know, there's different variations of squats too. There's barbell squats, there's machine squats. So machine squats, such as like hack squats or Smith machine squats um, are great. You can also do dumbbell squats where, you know, like goblet squats and sumo uh dumbbell squats, things like that. There's so many variations of squats. And again, I think it's great to incorporate all of them in a way, but my preferred method is definitely barbell, hack, and Smith machine squats. Those three are my top faves because they all bring something a little different to the table. Um, and also you're not, again, once again, you're not really capped on how much weight you can use. You can, you can continuously get stronger and stronger with it over time. And it's not something that's like awkward to load or hold. You know what I mean? So those are my three favorites. As far as the other knee dominance, such as like lunges, Bulgarian split squats, step ups, things like that all great. Again, different variations, dumbbell. You can even do Smith machine or barbell variations of those as well. Um, my favorites would definitely be Bulgarian split squats. They suck. They suck. They suck. <laughs> but it's like one of those things where they suck and they hurt so good. They're so good for you, especially if you do them glute focused. Um, and I know I talked about this in my other episode where I mentioned about where I talked about like how to build your glute training split, but making sure that with Bulgarian split squats to make them more glute focused, that we're stepping out wider as far as like farther from the bench and we're leaning slightly forward and making sure our knees and um and like our, our shins aligned where it's like a 90 degree angle. So leaning a little bit forward, it's going to help you target more glutes and pushing through the heel as well. Um, so Bulgarian split squats are my favorite, especially dumbbell. It's my favorite. Now I've also done Smith machine. I like Smith machine Bulgarian split squats as well. But like I said, there's also step ups and just like normal standing split squats, which are all great for the glutes as well. Um, but making sure on any type of movement like that, as far as like barbell squats or dumbbell or barbell split squats or Bulgarian split squats is leaning slightly forward, but still keeping that 90 degree angle with your leg. It's going to help drive through the glutes more versus like your quads and hamstrings. <clears throat> so I hope that makes sense. I know it's a lot of info here. <laughs> um, so abductions is the next one. So with hip abductions, again, these are really important. Again, more of like an isolated exercise. A lot of people feel like, I feel like a lot of people overlook these or they don't go hard enough on these to where they're really seeing progress. Um, and Kilo's napping behind me, guys. If you hear snoring, that is Mr. Kilo taking his midday nap here. <laughs> uh, but hip abductions are really important. Now, you can do machine hip abductions. You can do cable hip abductions where it'd be like a single leg. Um, you can do like lying banded hip abductions. Now, my opinion is you're going to get the most out of seated abductions because you're, again, you're able to do a lot more weight versus like a cable plus cable hip abductions. They can be pretty tricky to really target where you need to hit it. So seated hip abductions, I, I always say, like, I swear by these, I actually do <clears throat> three or four sets of these before each of my leg days every single week. And I go like to failure um, because essentially where that builds is like your outer upper glutes, which is just a, such an important aspect of your glutes to give it that that shelf look, right? Like if we see glutes from the side and it looks like you can set a cup on it, I promise you that person is 110% doing some type of abductions. <laughs> uh, when I started 
hitting hip abductions and doing, adding them into my training split and really going hard at them, focusing on not only going heavy, but like controlling the movement. And just like with any exercise I talk about here, we want to make sure that we're controlling the movement. We're not just throwing weight around, trying to increase weight or going shorter on reps or, or on range of motion. Like we want to get the most out of these things by controlling the weight, increasing it when we can, keeping form a top priority, um, and really feeling it where we're supposed to feel it. So Seated hip abductions are great. What I love to do, this is like a little bonus, add, add some spice to it. Um, if you're a beginner, I wouldn't do this, but if you're someone who's done seated hip abductions for a while, a way to target even more of the upper glute is what I like to do is one set will look like this. I'll do, I'll pick a good weight where I can get like hmm, eight to 10 reps. Um, again, heavy controlled though, where I'm really feeling it in my side and upper glutes. And then once I fatigue, I'll lean forward and like hold on to the hip abduction machine, like the front of it where it's almost like my body's making a 90 degree angle and uh, I will bust out you know as many as I can with leaning forward and what it does is it just targets more of like that upper glute so that'll be one set so I'll do eight to ten seated and then I'll do eight to ten or more if I can which typically I I, I fail before then because it's so hard um of leaning forward that's just like an extra way to add some some spice to your abductions and I've seen a lot of progress in my upper glutes from doing that um, so I hope that that makes sense. Like, like I said, machine seated, you can't go wrong there, especially if you do them right and control them. <clears throat> okay. And next, and this is one of the most important ones are your hip hinge movements. So hip hinge can be really freaking tricky, um, to explain. I recommend looking on YouTube, watching YouTube videos of what a hip hinge is and, and making sure that in these movements, you're incorporating that. So what I mean by hip hinge movements are your RDLs. So like your straight leg deadlifts, um, your, your deadlifts, your trap bar deadlifts, good mornings, things like that. RDLs are one of the most important exercises in building glutes, in my opinion. So um, with RDLs and Romanian deadlifts, you can do dumbbell, barbell, machine. Um, my personal favorite is barbell. Obviously, you guys probably noticed the pattern here. I love barbell work because you're not capped on weight. And I, I feel like you're going to get the most out of that. Usually, it's not the same for everyone, but usually. Um, but also, again, there's dumbbell, machine. Those are great alter like variations as well. Um, also, good mornings. So good mornings, again, really big on the hip hinge. You can do cable. You can do machine um with the good morning on the machine it's like it's like you'd almost be like reverse on a hack squat if you just if you just youtube it you'll see what i'm talking about that's what i like to do for good mornings versus barbell <clears throat> and good mornings are tricky because they can be a lot on the back if they're not done properly you have to make sure that you're hip hinging properly and really getting the form down um also trap bar deadlifts are one of my favorites for the hip hinge um so if you guys don't know what a trap bar is, again, just, just Google and YouTube these things. It'll make so much sense. But trap bar deadlift is great. Again, utilizing the hip hinge for the deadlift movement, girls. Oh my gosh, it is, ooh, it's a booty burn. <laughs> so like I said, those are my favorites. I really love barbell RDLs and I really, really love um, trap bar deadlifts as well for the hip hinge movements. <clears throat> and again, those are one of the most important ones. So if you don't know what hip hinge is, look it up on YouTube, watch a video of it. it. It can be really hard to explain. A lot of times I send videos to my clients <laughs> to show them because it's really hard to explain over like a voice memo or a podcast. Um, if you guys have any questions, let me know. And if you're working with a coach, I recommend sending them form videos if you're unsure, just to make sure that you're feeling it in all the right places. Um, and then the last here are kickbacks. So 
any type of kickback. There's cable kickbacks, there's banded kickbacks, there's machine kickbacks. I personally, my favorite is uh, cable kickbacks. Um, that's the one that I typically feel the most. <clears throat> machine kickbacks can be great, but I just, I don't get, I don't get as much out of them as I would like to versus cable. Now, the only thing is that cable kickbacks can be tricky. It is a very tricky movement um, because it's really easy to use like your hamstrings or hurt, like not hurt, but like feel it in your lower back, which you don't want to feel in either of those. Um, so just making sure that again, you are keeping good form on kickbacks. And, and what I would recommend too, if you don't work with a coach is watching videos, watching videos of kickbacks online and, and trying things and recording yourself, watching your form. Um, but honestly, there's different variations of kickbacks as far as like the, like what you can do to target different glutes. I like doing it to target the glute, the glute meat, like medius. So, um, like I said, there's just different methods there. I don't want to like overwhelm with info here, <laughs> but, uh, but with kickbacks, absolutely. They are so great. And I recommend cable if you can get the movement down. Now, if you're a beginner, I think a really good way would be um, banded kickbacks or even better is machine kickbacks. As machine, it's like it's keeping the form for you um, as well. So kickbacks are great because it's a great isolated movement. When it's done properly, you're just strictly targeting the glutes, which is what we want here. So I hope that made sense, guys. Now, obviously, there's different types of exercises out there. But these are the essentials. These are what I always have in my training splits. These are what I typically have in clients' training splits who can. And again, it, it's going to be different for each person depending on like their experience and previous injuries or any near back issues. So, you know, again, not all of these are for everyone, but in general, for anyone who doesn't have any like injuries and can do pretty much any exercise, these are essentials that I would try to make sure to keep into your with within your glute days every single week. And again, work at getting stronger at them um, as well. You know, and again, we with these types of things is, is like, again, it's going to be a little different for each person. But I always say really good, like if I had to give one general rep range for people who are trying to build their glutes on these exercises, I would say 10 to 12 reps. Now, again, sometimes it's going to be a little less if we're going heavier. Sometimes it's going to be a little bit more. It just depends. But if I had to give one general rep range for these. And I had to pick one, I would say 10 to 12, um, three to four sets of each. <clears throat> so I hope this helps guys again with any type of training, any exercise, we always like a big thing, especially with building glutes. is like, we don't, we want to make sure that we're controlling the movements. Like I talked about controlling the movements, pushing through your heels, feeling them where you're supposed to, if you're doing any of these exercises and not feeling it in your glutes, it's not being done properly. Um, and like I said, a really good way if you don't work with a coach is um, recording yourself doing it at the gym or at home, wherever you're working out, and then watching form videos on YouTube and comparing and trying different things and continuously recording yourself to see where you can fix things and critique things as needed. Because um, like I said, all these exercises, you should feel all in your glutes and they are, oh, they give the ultimate booty pump too, which we all love that. So I <laughs> so hope this helps guys. Again, I did record another episode um, a few months back, just about how to like the most, like how to build your training split. So this is a little bit different. These are just like essential exercises, but I would also go back to that one, just talking about rep ranges and, and things like that. Um, it can be really, really helpful. There's a lot of info out there. So I try to keep it like a simple for you guys and things that have actually worked for not only myself, but you know, clients over the years as well. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope this was helpful. You know, I freaking love talking about butt stuff. <laughs> training wise that is um just want to make you guys laugh and um i hope you guys are all having a great week and we will see you 
next episode. And I appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, my inbox is always open if you ever need anything or have any questions. So thanks guys. See you next episode.